This is AgriPulse Drive Time, brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy reaching more farmers and farm leaders than any agency in the country. Learn more at FLMHarvest.com. Good afternoon. I'm Jeff Daly. As the Gulf Coast is focused on yet another hurricane threat bearing down, the global ag community is keeping an eye on a growing La Nina, bringing flooding to palm crops and burning drought to intended soybean acres in the southern hemisphere. Arlen Suderman with Stonex says Brazil is hot and dry. They've been very hot over the last week, especially in Mato Grosso, but over most of their major producing areas, they've been seeing triple-digit heat. And Mato Grosso averaging over the past week over 105 degrees Fahrenheit in some areas of that province. That is expected to continue this week as well. And while forecasters have been calling for a shift in the pattern to more rains, they also fear that hot, dry pattern will make it difficult for the pattern to change, that it'll be difficult for the rains to come in and kind of break that cycle. Suderman says Brazilian weather may influence Chinese purchases of U.S. soy. If we look at what China's bought to date, it's probably around 21 million metric tons for the current marketing year. We could certainly see the opportunity for them to come in and buy another 5 to 10 million metric tons. That'd be another 180 to 360 million bushels. That possibility certainly exists. How much they buy is probably going to depend a lot on when they see the rain start to fall in Brazil. If they see the rain start to fall quickly, they're probably going to be about done buying U.S. soybeans. They just want to close the gap. But they are very quick to get caught up in weather markets and fear, and they may become much more aggressive again. Recent legislation to reform the beef cattle industry could set the table for more discussions on the subject next year. AgriPulse's Spencer Chase has more. It's an omnibus bill for the cattle industry. That's how one lobbyist described the Price Act, a piece of legislation introduced by South Dakota Republican Dusty Johnson and a bipartisan contingent of co-sponsors. Speaking to AgriPulse, Johnson says the legislation contains a number of ideas to reform issues the coronavirus has highlighted in the beef cattle sector. We're not swinging for the fences. What we'd wanted, I mean, we put together 12 legislative concepts that are singles and doubles and that have been vetted, that do have support on both sides of the aisle, that do have broad-based support throughout the industry. And, you know, anybody who watches baseball knows that if you can put together, uh, you know, 12 singles and doubles in an inning, that is a monster inning that really can have uh, an impact on the game. Realistically, he says the bill will have a tough time being enacted in the 116th Congress, which ends later this year. But he says he believes his bill and other similar measures set the table for consideration in the 117th Congress, as well as the upcoming Farm Bill. There's more on the subject in tomorrow's AgriPulse newsletter. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase. New National Corn Growers Association President John Linder says he and other farmers are grateful for federal support. It's helping them weather the economic downturn from the COVID pandemic. But the Ohio farmer says their policy objectives haven't changed. You know, every policy decision we make will be based on its ability to grow more corn and provide for a sustainable future. And that doesn't uh, mean that we're looking for handouts. We're looking for the marketplace to help us be able to be uh, 
solid and, and have a future for the next generation. Linder says NCGA is assessing industry economics and identifying opportunities in the post-COVID era. We've done a bit of the typical reconnaissance work, see where the market's at, see where we think the opportunities may be to open our eyes and then go into a war gaming. So it's, we're early in the process, but it's a really unique process and folks are excited and uh yeah, we're looking for those opportunities. Hopefully in December we'll have a lot of that wrapped up and start our implementation. That's John Linder, the new president of the NCGA. AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by FLM Harvest. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency in the country. Learn more at FLMHarvest.com. Well, that's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit AgriPulse.com. Reporting for AgriPulse, I'm Jeff Nelly.